return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. I hope uh, as this week, this past week and so forth, we have a national holiday in our country called Thanksgiving. But uh, in the Bible, that should be a daily experience. Thanksgiving should be a daily experience. It should be something that you practice, 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 so it automatically comes out of your mouth. No matter who you're with, that you're thanking people, you're showing appreciation. People that aren't even Christians, someone that helps you at a store or whatever, showing that kind of appreciation. The last days, it says, one of the things, we think of all the bad things, but one of, the, one of the bad things is unthankfulness. And so we want to be thankful, all right? Even if your children, be thankful to your mom and dad for things that they do and vice versa. Uh, sharing appreciation is always, always good. Now, Psalm 100, this is a verse we shared last week, but there are power, there are power, there's a power team, they're twins. And it's, and it's thanksgiving and praise, Psalm 100, verse 4. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, we come into his courts with praise. So these are, these are like power twins here, power force, all right? We're, we're thanking him. We're, we're, we're giving uh, thanksgiving for what he's done for us. We're giving praise for who he is. And so we always have to think about these things. This, these are words now that come out of our, our mouths, all right? So it's something you say, something you speak, something that you demonstrate. Uh, it's something that's heard. Uh, and even if you're alone, you might say, well, I'm just alone. No, but you hear it. And so when you speak the word of God and it goes out of your mouth and into your ears, you need to hear yourself speak the word of God. And you need to hear yourself express thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. So we're thankful to people then. And now vertically, all right, vertically, we're thankful to our God for who he is and what he's doing. All right. And we're giving him praise. So this again, this is the password, a password on a phone or computer. You plug it in to gain access. You gain access into the presence of the Lord by thanksgiving. No thanksgiving. I'm just, just being honest. No thanksgiving, no access. Right? You have to access the presence of the Lord with thanksgiving. You're coming into the presence of a king, of the Most High God. And you do that by giving thanks. Then we enter in farther by giving praise. That's just, just very fundamental scripturally. It is not complicated. Not complicated, very simple, but to do it, you have to humble yourself. You have to lose your pride. Why is there a lot of things we don't do? Why, why do some people don't want to lift their, hand, lift their hands? Pride. Why do some people don't want to sing out loud? Pride. People don't want to confess things. Pride. 
Pride is an evil force. Pride comes from the devil. He's the father of pride. It's insidious. It comes into all of our lives. I have to deal with pride all the time just because I sometimes think, well, I don't want to. That's pride. You bend yourself. You bend your will to the word of God to do it. No matter what your feelings are, no matter what you think. So we come into his inner gates, thanksgiving, enter and start, then in his courts with praise. We're thankful to Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus. <laughs> There's power in the name of Jesus. All right. These are things, these are just... Uh, very, very simple things, but very profound things, all right? Psalm 147 and verse 1. It says that, that the Lord, praise the Lord, it is good. Say good. It's good to sing praises. This is not something you do on a, just on a Sunday. Well, I did that, you know, I did that on Sunday morning. No, no, this was a lifestyle. You want to sing praises. You have to build new habits, See, before we got saved, people go around singing the songs of the world. Well, now you want to sing the songs of the Lord. Amen. So now you want to sing, sing praises to our God. It is good to do that. It is pleasant. It's beautiful. It's appropriate. See, a lot of times people, people actually say, they say things like, well, we don't do that in our church. Folks, this isn't about a church. This is about the word of God. Amen. The Bible is a universal book. It's for the world. God sent his son to love the world. And so he gives us his word. This is a Bible thing. Amen. See, so we have to, again, shape ourselves, get rid of religion, shape ourselves to do what the Bible says. So it's good to sing praises. Now, if it's good on Sunday, I tell you what, it's good on Monday, too. And it's good every day of the week. And it's good in the middle of the night if you need to. All right. You get up in the middle of the night singing praises to God. It's good to do that. It's pleasant. It's appropriate. It's beautiful. The world is out there cursing God, taking the name of Jesus in vain. It's interesting, folks, that, that why, is it, why is it people will swear using our God's name? Why, why will people swear using the name of Jesus? You never hear someone say, oh, Muhammad. You never see. You never hear anybody say that. Why is that? Because the devil doesn't care about Muhammad. He's dead. Just saying, he's dead, folks. But Jesus is alive. So the devil is always against that name of Jesus. Against that name. You can go worldwide. He's against that name. He doesn't care. The devil doesn't care about any other name. You can say anything you want. No, he doesn't care about that. He cares about the name of Jesus. So that's where cursing enters in. People cussing and swearing. That's where that comes from, the, from the devil. So we should be the ones who are lifting up his praise. Amen. Lifting up his name. Praising the name of Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Our grandson had some friends over the other night. And, and some of them weren't all, they weren't all Christians. And then some of them were Muslim. But he prayed specifically in the name of Jesus. I love that. He invited them all over. And then as he got them all there, he quieted them all down and prayed in the name of Jesus. I love it. Not ashamed of the gospel. You don't want to be ashamed of that name. In fact, in the book of Acts, when they were persecuted and so forth, they were praising God that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for that name. <laughs> they were so excited to lift up Jesus. So excited to lift up his name. Psalm 47, 6 says it's good to sing praises, sing praises to God, sing praises to our king. Now, we, we live, you know, a lot of people, you know, they act like, 
uh, everything in the United States is so special and the president and then other countries have other things, prime ministers and so forth. Folks, as a Christian, realize this. We are a nation. God sees us as a nation of God's people, a nation of his people, a nation with a king. We are in a kingdom. A kingdom has a king. And our king is Jesus Christ, who is the king of all kings. And so it is good to sing praises to our king. That comes before the president. That comes before a prime minister. That comes before any other person to sing praises to our king. Amen? Amen? Let's think of it now. When, if a president or a prime minister is coming and all the entourage and everybody like, oh, I want to see him, you know. Folks, we serve a king higher than that. We serve a kingdom not seen with eyes, but a, king, a kingdom that's a worldwide kingdom of God's people. We're in a nation of God's people. Bible in Peter says it's a holy nation. Holy nation. So we're singing praises to our king. Psalm 149 says, sing unto him with a new song. What does a new song mean? It means it's a new song. What, did God, what is God doing for you? What is God, how is God working in your life? So how, how are the Psalms written? David writing Psalms and so forth. He started writing just about his life. He started writing about the circumstances in his life and the things that were happening in his life and so forth. And, and explaining things and so forth. That's a new song. We can sing a new song for what God is doing. Lord, I thank you. You're so good. You protect me as I'm driving in my car. You provided food for me. You're blessing me. You know, you start articulating your life to the Lord. That's a new song. If you run out of words in English, you can go in, you can go in the spirit. The Bible says we can sing in, in the, your natural language. We can sing in the spirit. Amen. So you never run out of stuff, but it's a new song. Now, the world, see, I grew up, I grew up denominationally. Everything we had was in the hymnal. So everybody was in the hymnal and they're singing the songs from hundreds of years ago that are just fine, but they're glued like that. They have no idea that there's any other songs. But folks, songs actually, from the radio to other things, you're hearing songs. Hundreds of songs are being written all the time. New songs every month. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. People just sitting down and, and writing songs. They're writing something that comes out of their heart. It's a song for them. It's a song of praise from their life to the heart of Jesus. Amen. Had a man come into my office one day. Greg knew this man. So he was a, a federal officer and so forth. And uh, he came in in his uniform and his gun and so forth. And he had some needs and so forth. We talked, we visited for a while. And so when he got up to leave, I said, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. And so in his denomination, the prayers are always read out of a book. And so I said, okay. So I laid my hands on him and I began to pray and he sway, he was swaying. Now this is, this guy isn't even a Christian. He's swaying, you know, and so forth. And the power of God's touching him. And he opens up his eyes afterwards. And he goes, wow. And then he says to Greg, he calls Greg up and he said, yeah, he prayed for me and he didn't even read it. He prayed something out of his heart. Now, isn't that the way it's supposed to be, though? Isn't that right? You pray something that comes out of your heart. I mean, we want our we want you to do that. We want our kids to do that or grandkids. So just whatever comes out of your heart, pray it might be real simple, might be real short. But then again, it might surprise you what someone prays. Amen. 
So you're praying something that's coming up out of your heart. The same with a new song. You're singing something. People say, what do I sing? I say, well, just close your eyes and sing what comes out of your heart. See, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Now, if I've indulged in the world all week, you want to be careful. Check your heart. Like, oh, what's going to come out of my mouth? Right? It's like when someone hits their thumb or you get, get hurt or something. What comes out of your mouth? Well, that tells you what's kind of here, right? So you want to always, you know, in the car, you pull out the stick, you check the oil at times. You want to check the oil that's in your heart. If things coming out of your mouth aren't good, well, the oil's a little low. So you got to fill it up. Fill it up with the Holy Ghost. Fill it up with the Word. Fill it up with praises. Amen? So we're singing a new song. You're not singing it to, to sing in front of a bunch of people. Maybe you would someday, but otherwise you're just singing the song that comes to you. When I, when I drive in the car, I'll just start singing. It's just whatever. I'll sing blessings over people that I see and so forth. Just walking on the street and stuff. So you're singing stuff. Now you're, you're doing a, let the children of Zion be joyful. You're joyful. You know, kids will sing all the time, won't they? Little kids especially. They're singing all the time. Why? Because they have no inhibitions. And somehow as we get older, we think, well, I don't have a good voice. And, you know, and pride settles in and so we don't sing. But when you sing, it's, you, there's a joyful sound to it. How many of you whistle? How many of you whistle? <laughs> Whistling. It's like merry heart doeth good like a medicine. You can whistle and so forth. I find myself whistling in stores. The children, God's kids, should be joyful in Jesus. Should be joyful they're serving Jesus. Should be joyful they're following Jesus. Again, this doesn't come down to a denomination or church. It comes down to a relationship. And the relationship is a vertical relationship. So many, especially in the United States, but people get caught up and they say, well, I belong to this denomination. I belong to this denomination. Who cares? I don't care about that. I care about Jesus. I care about sharing Jesus and for people to have a relationship. If you're watching right now on a camera, if you're more concerned about church than Jesus, you got it mixed up. You should be, have Jesus first and not your church. That's the way it is. Amen? Because you should be the most proud about your Savior. The one who saved your soul. You should be proud about that. Man, I love Jesus. It's like we, years ago, we were sitting, we were sitting in a cafe and, and a bunch of men were at another table. And, and you know, then, you know, they're laughing. So pretty soon, a swear word comes out, swear word comes out here and there. And then Jeannie's sitting there, she's three feet from me. says, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I looked up from my coffee, my eyes were wide, like, wow, that was loud. Well, it filled the whole restaurant. And that table of men that was probably 12 feet from us, all of them froze. Because they were using that same name in a derogatory manner. And they never swore again. They never swore again. It all stopped right there. You know, it's like, it's like demanding for equal time. The world can cuss and swear and say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. What, people say, what are you doing? Just equal time. You're taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm going to bless him. Equal time. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. See, we should be joyful in our king. Should be proud in who we're serving. Amen. You can you can be proud of where you're from and so forth. But you should be proud of your savior for sure. Amen. When things are offensive against him, you should be the one to stand up. Wait a minute now. He saved my soul. (laughs) So they're joyful in their king. Let him praise, let them praise his name, even at the dance. Boy, that's tough for a lot of people, isn't it? Just tough for people to do things. But 
See, people sometimes say, well, you know, we don't do those things in America. But I know sports, and I know people get excited at sports. And pretty soon, they're doing all kinds of things, and their knees are bending and so forth. Well, you can do the same thing in church. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. You know, God didn't say, he didn't say worship as a statue, you know. No, no, he gave you arms and legs. He gave you rhythm. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got rhythm. See, we, we want to compare ourselves how we look. Well, boy, I don't move like they move. No, no, just, just it's unto the king. Amen. So we're, we're praising his name with the dance. You can do this in your living room. You can vacuum a floor in the spirit. Amen. You can because I do it. You can vacuum the floor in the spirit, shouting and singing and praising and all those things like that. Let, him, let them sing praises to him. Let him sing praises. Because then this says the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Well, God has no pleasure in this world. In a world that's lost and, and, and taking his name in vain. God has no pleasure in that. He gets pleasure from you and I. So if you're not praising him, nobody is then. That's why Jesus said, if you don't praise me, the rocks would have to crowd. He's, he's going to have, creation's going to praise him one way or another. But he wants you as his creation to be praising him. Amen. 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 So he takes pleasure in his people. And the pleasure is because we're singing and we're exalting him. The scripture you just mentioned, Jeannie, Revelation 4.11, says, And for thy pleasure they, they are created. So, so we're created to give God pleasure. Thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. So you and I are in, created in his image. Man and woman, created in his image. Created to bring him pleasure. How, is that, how does that come? Because of our praise. Because of our Thanksgiving, because we're honoring him. Just, hey, who does it? You know, those, all of you parents, don't you like it when your kids are saying, thank you, I love you, mom and dad. Don't you love it? Don't you love it if they come give you a hug? Well, praising God is like giving him a hug. Praising God is like an embrace. Praising God is like, oh, I love being in your presence. There again, the, the devilish thing of COVID is that it separates people. Can't be anywhere six feet apart. Don't touch me. Well, that's all the devil because God wants people to bless one another. God wants people, families should be embracing and hugging and all those things like that. Amen? So, so these are things that are important. So God gets pleasure though. You were created to bring pleasure to him. That happens by what comes out of your heart and your mouth unto the Lord. Psalm 150 is a common scripture and so forth. Psalm 150. But we praise him in the sanctuary. Of course, the sanctuary actually is in you. We come into this place, of course. But that's actually in you. You're a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you're filling yourself with the praises of God. Amen. That's, that's what you do. So you're filling yourself. You can be driving your car in your house. You can be at work. But you're filling yourself with the praises of God. So, so you can praise him for his excellent greatness, for his mighty acts. So you're praising him for what he's done, who he is. The Bible says he gives us all life and breath. I said this a while back, but you should thank him even for your breath. And I've seen people, I've seen people struggling to breathe. They're just, just struggling to get another breath. You should thank God for your breath. Amen. He gave it to you. You should give him praise with the very breath that he gave you, amen, for his excellent greatness. So now it says the different instruments. Go to the next verses. Talk about all the different instruments. And of course, we love people to play, be it a keyboard, a guitar, tambourine, the drums, all those things like that.
But then it says, let everything that has breath. <clears throat> Turn to your neighbor and say, that's you. <laughs> everything, everyone who has breath. Everyone, everyone who has breath. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Well, creation we know is out here. But again, you're the crowning of God's creation. And you and I are people to give praise to the Lord, to honor the Lord, to bless the name of the Lord. Amen. David was a worshiper. David was the one out in the field. He's playing his harp and so forth. And when Saul was in difficulty, they brought David in to play before him. And he played with an anointing. When he played, the enemy left. The evil spirit left. When you praise God in your house, the enemy will leave. Amen. You can... People, some people, rebuke, 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 rebuke all the time. I said, why don't you just start praising? Let's flip this around. Flip the switch. Let's just start praising God. So positive. Let's just start praising Him. I'll guarantee you, if you praise God, it's like, ah, the devil can't stand it. He wants to leave. You haven't even told him to leave. But if you draw nigh unto God, you're submitting to God, you're automatically resisting the devil. He'll run. He'll run. So the praises of God are wonderful. They're wonderful. David knew that as he worshipped and he praised the Lord. In fact, Psalm 138, verse 1, this came up the other night in, in uh, Jeannie's message, but it says, uh, before the gods, all these other little gods in the world, I'm going to sing praises to you. <laughs> there are a lot of little gods, a lot of little things that people worship and so forth. But David says, I'm, I'm going to praise you no matter where I'm at. I'm going, to, I'm going to exalt you no matter where I'm at. Now, what? see, folks, this, is, this becomes a habit becomes a habit. In other words, carry out what, you, what you've done here, maybe. But on purpose, do it in your car. On purpose, do it in your house. On purpose, if you've got a song on, sing to the song. Don't just listen to it, sing to it. You follow what I'm saying? On purpose, on purpose. Practice, practice, discipline, do it, do it, do it. Because in a crisis then, that is what will come out of your heart. All right, you plant it, you plant it, you put it in your heart. In a crisis, then that's what's going to come out is a song of praise to the Lord. Jehoshaphat was surrounded by a great army, innumerable almost. And, it's, and it was just like there was no way they could win. And yet God, God was saying to him, the battle is the Lord and not yours. It's my battle. But what did he have to do? He appointed singers. Now, talk about a crazy idea. He appointed singers, and then he appointed the singers to go out in front of the armies to sing and to worship and so forth. There's a verse there in 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 22. So the singers were going before the army and so forth. Their worship uh, says they consulted the Lord. He appointed those to sing, should praise him in the beauty of holiness. They went before the army. And they said, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. I thank God for mercy. Oh, I thank God for mercy. The next time you want to be critical and judgmental of some, somebody, just remember your own life, all right? Don't be so hard on people. Don't be, so, don't be so judgmental on other people. Remember your own life that God is a God of mercy, amen? Sometimes people get saved and they feel just about sanctified enough and pretty soon they're looking at other people and pointing fingers. And, oh, the wrong thing to do. Don't do that. You know, his mercy. Thank God. You know, when I get to heaven someday, I'm going to come in not because I was a pastor, not because I lived for the Lord for many, many years. No, I'm going to come in and say, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's how we're, that's, we're coming in through Jesus. But because of God's amazing grace and mercy, we're making it. Hallelujah. 
So we're praising him for his mercy endures forever. Now, here's something to see. Here's, here's a word. When. Say when. when. <laughs> say began. began. And then say sing. Began. So when they began to sing. Now, sometimes, sometimes you, you and I, we look at something, we say, boy, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. But they had to do something. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to do something. You have to take a step of faith. And when you take a step of faith, then God will step in to your circumstances. But you have to do something. When they began to sing, it was not before then. They're out there, they're in front, the front of the army and so forth like that. They're listening to what Joseph had said. They go, gulp, and they began to sing. When they began, right? Boom. Something happens when we open our mouth and praise to God. Something happens. What prevents me from that? It is my pride that I think, well, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. That's my pride speaking. So if I humble myself and I begin to sing praises, something will happen. And as soon as they did that, the Lord set the ambushes against the people and the enemy was defeated. So victory came, boom, when they started to do that. Acts 16, Paul and Silas are in prison. And this is not a pleasant situation. They'd been whipped, they'd been beaten, undoubtedly had wounds. They're in the inner part of the prison, they're in... They're in uh, uh, cuffs and so forth, steel cuffs and all that. They're chained in there. And at the midnight hour, they began to sing, all right? They were, they were praying and singing hymns, singing praises to God. Now, this wasn't a little deal. Now, now, jails, let's put it this way. When you're in jail and you have other prisoners, you really don't want to rile up other people. There are other prisoners. Who knows what they've done, all right? And who knows their crimes? But they were not ashamed of their king, Jesus Christ. And so even at the midnight hour, when things seemed very, very dark, undoubtedly in pain, all the things that they faced, they were singing loud enough so the prisoners heard them. You should see this here. The prisoners were listening. The prisoners, another version says the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. Now, initially, you know, it's midnight. So that's the time everybody's sleeping, right? So they might have started singing and someone said, hey, knock it off over there. You keep doing that, I'm getting you tomorrow. Who knows what they heard? Right? It wasn't like this was a Sunday school class. Oh, they're singing. That's just beautiful. That's just wonderful. No, no, they woke up and they're hearing them sing praises to the Lord. It's very profound. It's just like, like, and it wasn't like they thought, hey, I know there's going to be a book written about this. If we do this for a little bit, he'll shake the prison. No. No, this is just the midnight hour. This is their response to their circumstances. What's your response to your circumstances? When things aren't going your way, when you're hurting physically or spiritually or mentally, what is your response to your circumstances? What are you going to do when you just feel rotten? Well, that's a big club, folks, right? We all, we've all been in that club. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do? When you think maybe nobody else cares. What are you going to do when you might even feel like, did God forsake us? Hey, here we're serving the Lord and look at our circumstances. What happened here? What they chose to do was to sing praises. What they chose to do was lift up the name of Jesus Christ. 
What they chose to do is reduce, resist their pride and honor the Lord, exalt their king. Now, see, this is significant because not only, not only were they singing, I would guess that they're also, as they're praying, they're kind of ministering out the walls about Jesus. Because remember now, when the earthquake came, and it could, boom, hit suddenly, this earthquake, for this jail, all right? This was a tiny earthquake, boom, right there. Tiny earthquake in that place, God knows right where you're at. Tiny earthquake, foundations of the prison are shaking, all the door, all the doors were open. And everyone's chains, everyone's chains were loose. Wow. So it wasn't just Paul and Silas. You know, God is, God is good that way. I mean, his grace goes beyond us where he wants to bless you and that'll overlap to other people. So all their doors are open. Everybody's chains are loose. Paul and Silas, you know, clink. The jailer comes in. Naturally, seeing the doors open, you know, he wakes up also with the earthquake. He wakes up and he thinks, oh, I'm going to kill myself. He's taking out a sword. He's going to kill himself, do himself in because he knows he'll get killed anyway because the prisoners are gone. Then he loses, the jailer loses his life. And Paul shouts, no, 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 we're all here. Right. We're all here? Why, why are they there? I mean, Paul and Silas, wouldn't you kind of think, boy, God work, let's go. <laughs> Oh, they hung in there. They were still there. They were still in the prison. The presence of the Lord. Folks, I just want to say the presence of the Lord can invade your situation. Where it might seem so awful, but you still know that he's with you and he's bigger than all that you face. It's something you have to experience. It's something you have to do. See, these are, these are stories we can read about in the Bible, but it's something you have to do in your personal life to realize that's true. I've done that. Let me give you an example. Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk chapter 3. So, 1985, we're at the Central Plains Clinic. Our daughter is critically ill and so forth. Her heart is enlarged. She has the heart of an 80-year-old, twice congestive heart failure written into her records. And the Lord gives us this verse in, in Habakkuk chapter 3, where it says it's like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. You know, things go from bad to worse to worse to worse. There's no fruit, the cattle, the sheep. There's nothing like that. But here's a verse. Say, say yet. In spite of all that, yet I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to make a choice to rejoice in the Lord. And I will exalt, uh, exalt in the God of my salvation. Now, this is a verse we got in the, house, in the clinic and so forth that we applied to our lives. The Lord is my strength. The Lord uh, uh, makes my feet like hind feet. The Lord lifts me up above these circumstances. These are things that we practiced when our daughter first got diagnosed, her biopsy surgery and so forth. She was a little girl. They put her out and so forth. When she came to come out of the anesthetic and so forth, her body went into shock. She was critically ill. And when they did that, they had a code. So they scrambled the doctors. You know, codes go off in hospitals. So people came to, to try to help her. And they, her blood pressure was dropping like a rock. And uh, uh, they couldn't get her to respond. And so Jeannie was there at her head. And I was nearby as doctor, the nurses are around her. Very cold room, recovery room, cold physically. And the Lord said to me, he said, why don't you praise me? That was this word, to, a very, very specific word, very clear word to me in the middle of that situation. Why don't you praise me? And I said, Why? 
why, why would I praise you? I'm, this is a conversation going on. There's all this stuff. I said, why would you pray? My daughter's dying. Why, why would I praise you? And the Lord said, I'm not your problem. I'm your answer. I'm not your problem. I'm your answer to this situation. And I stood back with everything in me. I just, I looked at, I looked at Jeannie. Angela's there. Jeannie's praying, praying in tongues and so forth. Nurses there. I stood back and we just, there was another brother who came then. We lifted our hands and began to sing, sing out loud. We sang some songs we knew. We sang in tongues. We sang in the spirit. We sang for quite a while. And we stopped, when we stopped, this presence of the Lord was so present there. I mean, the peace of God was so amazing. I can feel it now. And, and the doctor, all our, you know, there's instruments and so forth, the heart monitors and the blood pressure, and all this goes to normal. And this doctor leans back from our daughter's bed. He's got, blood, he's got sweat coming down his face because he's trying to save her life. And he, and he was not able to do anything. He said, well, let's just leave her, you know. The whole time, of course, they heard all that was going on. But if you can't praise God here or in your car, in your house, you'll never praise him in the emergency room. You'll never praise him when you get a phone call and there's something terrible that happened. You'll never praise him then. Because these are the easy places to praise God. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to lose your pride. You have to lose your pride. Because this is where we, in a sense, practice. We, we are worshiping the Lord, but we're building habits, godly habits. So that when the storms of life out there, we live in a fallen world. When those storms are around, we can still do that same thing. Not as a show. Not for other people. It's because it's a relationship with who our answer is. Amen? It's a relationship. When I was on the table getting, getting uh, 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 radiation oncology, and I had 35 radiation treatments, they said to me, if we do any more, we're going to kill you. And they're trying to kill cancer cells. And I come, I drive to Sioux Falls every day of the week for a short period of time. And I undress and I get on this table and so forth. I've got tattoos on me where they want to shoot this laser beam and so forth like that. And I sit there. They always they say, what kind of music? I say, hi, I want, I want gospel music, you know. And then they can talk to me through the place and stuff. I'm listening to the music and they say, Dave, 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 you, have to, you can't move. You can't move at all. You just have to sit. You can't move a muscle. And, of course, while the music is going, my feet are twitching, you know, <laughs> to, to the stuff. And I, hmm humming around and so forth like that. You know, in the middle of something that you think, well, this, this is bad. Woe is me. No, no, not woe is me. God is bigger than me. God is bigger than my problem. God is bigger than the name of cancer. God is bigger than anything that we'll ever face. We have to understand that. And so we have to apply these things in our hearts now. Amen. If we do this, if we do this, then that... We'll rejoice regardless of what we see. We'll do it all the time then. Amen. Amen. We'll do it all the time. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, verse 15. So it says to bring a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice means you don't feel like it. You're sacrificing. I understand that. I don't always feel like, I don't always feel up. You know, people might say, well, he's always up. No, I'm not always up. So I I use these same things in my life all the time. To bring a sacrifice of praise. And, and it says continually. That means when you leave here and you get in your car, 
it continues on. When you get up tomorrow morning, you're going to go to work, it continues on. Smile at yourself in the mirror and say, it's going to be a great day. (laughs) You can preach yourself happy. You can sing yourself happy because the Holy Spirit inhabits our praises. So when we start singing praises, God inhabits those praises. It's the fruit of your lips. So what's coming out of your mouth? Well, I want it to be good. Amen. I want it to be good things coming out of my lips. Isaiah 61 says we have a garment of praise. So I put on, I put on this coat today like a garment where you have to wear the garment of praise. Don't sleep without it. Don't, don't take it off at night. Don't take it off when you go to work. But, but keep on the garment of praise because the garment of praise will get rid of the spirit of heaviness. We just talked before about anxieties and things like that. That will get rid of anxiety. That will get rid of depression. Because the spirit of heaviness is not from God. Depression is not from God. All worries are not from God. But so when we start praising, we're replacing this garment of heaviness with a garment of praise. Garment of praise is a whole lot lighter, amen? He caused us to be seated in heavenly places. So now we're starting to walk above our circumstances, amen? So in the middle of things that were happening, we're walking above the circumstances rather than under the circumstances. People say, how are you doing? Well, under the circumstances, not too bad. No, I don't want to be under the circumstances. Well, on top of the circumstances, pretty good. How are you doing? On top of the circumstances, I'm doing great. Amen? I, I said to you, the cancer doctors would talk to me every week and they would say, how are you doing? <laughs> and when they first started, I said, how am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking here. They said, well, people get depressed and people are down and people are ready to give up life and so forth. Oh, no, no, none of those. All those boxes checked off. No, none of those. So I'm doing good. I like, oh. And I would usually spend every week I'd had a special appointment with the cancer doctor and I'd spend over half that session just witnessing. Sharing how good God is and so forth. God is good. How, how many know doctors have issues too? How many know doctors worry? How many know doctors can be discouraged? Well, that's true. They're just people. Everybody's a person. Everybody needs help. All right? This isn't a money issue. Not how much money you have in the bank. Rich people are discouraged. People in Hollywood, millions of dollars are killing themselves. No, this, this is an issue that comes down to relationship with Jesus. You can wear a garment of praise. You can wrap yourself just like a mantle. You can wrap yourself. Praise like a song of praise. Hallelujah. In fact, close your eyes just for a minute. Say hallelujah. Say I love you, Jesus. Say I give you praise. Thank you for being my Savior. I serve you as my King, O oh God. See, just keep thinking of things right now. Thank you for my job, Lord. Thank you for my good health, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so faithful. Thank you for my my breath, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you gotta sing those things out. You know, let your spouse even hear things. They might say, What are you singing? You just say, I'm gonna give praise to the Lord. Say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, I love you, Lord. I'm gonna sing your praises. We bless you. We throughout this whole life, Lord. We lift you I'm going to exalt your name, glory oh God. God. Lift your hands a second. Glory. Let's stand I up surrender. in his presence. Amen. I surrender to you, Lord. Surrender to you, Jesus. I surrender all, Lord You're God. You're so beautiful, Lord. Oh, I put my trust in you, Lord. You are my strength. 
You are my shield, O Lord. Come on, just sing things that come out of your mouth for a minute. Forget about the person next to you. Let's just practice here, right? Let's just practice. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. You redeemed my life from the pit, oh God. You redeemed me from alcohol, Lord. You redeemed me, Lord. I give you praise and thanksgiving. You provide for my needs, Lord God. I have never lacked, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are my provider. Come on, say, you are my provider. Just sing it to him. Say, you are my provider. Sing it to him again. You are my provider. Hallelujah. Not the government, not your job. It's Jesus who's your provider. You are my provider, Lord. Now sing this. You are my healer. You are my healer, Lord. Thank you for your healing virtue, Lord. Put your hand on your head for a second. Thank you for a sound mind, Lord. Thank you for a sound mind, Lord. Thank you for good thoughts, O God. Hallelujah. I resist fear. I resist discouragement. And I put my trust in you, Lord. You are my hope. You are my hope, O God. I depend on you, Lord. Come on, let's lift your hands one more time. Thank you, Lord. I depend on you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I submit to Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So we're teaching you how to win in life. Amen. It's not like it's not like an accident or secret like, well, how can they be up? How can they be positive? No, we teach you to win. You win because of Jesus. You win because you're doing things that puts you into his presence. And you have a choice. You don't have to be thankful. You don't have praise. That's right. You still get to heaven. Yes, you'll get to heaven. All right, that's fine. But you're not going to have we're not going to have victory. And that's where most folks, that's where most of the body of Christ is at. Most of the body of Christ is limping along, hoping for Jesus to get here. Woe is me. Don't like my marriage. Don't like my job. Don't like my life. That's a sad way to live. Amen. When it can be better. Because of Jesus Christ. Because of the praises, the fruit of our lips. You change the atmosphere. Amen. Just remember, you can change the atmosphere. You can frame your world with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You are so good, oh God. See, this doesn't get old then. Because you're singing something fresh, something new about maybe today or about what happened yesterday or you're thanking the Lord. It can be fresh. And you look at the little things in life and you appreciate the little things. Just the little things, all right? You know what I mean? The little things that we have. Amen. Let me speak to those watching right now. I just want to bless you. You're watching from different places Amen. and so forth. But we want to bless you in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Not an accident that you're watching right now. In fact, if you think this can help something, hit the, hit the share button there on your thing and share it with somebody else. But God is for you, not against you. He's on your side. He has only good plans for your life, not bad plans. 
And so we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. For those of you in the church people here, we just bless you. We're looking forward for just things to be better so we can all gather together in one place and worship the Lord together. Amen. And I just want to say, we've had a teaching at Firestarters. Just uh, uh, keep your ears open for another minute here um, in your hearts. And But the thing of it is, your voice yeah. cannot be replaced. That's right. Everyone around you can be praising him. But they've done these studies, and some of you fire starters will, will remember this. But they did these studies, and the voice that God has given you cannot be imitated. There's something about your voice. Your voice. So you might think, well, he, he doesn't need to hear me. God doesn't need to hear me. God doesn't need to hear my voice. But if you want more information, we'll pass that on to you. Your voice is so important. Amen. And I feel that we Amen. broke through today, but there's more. Oh, there's so much there's more. more. We need to break through. I just always feel like I'm scratching the surface. Your We're voice needs started. your voice needs to hear your life needs to hear your voice. Your, your, mo- your mountain needs to hear your yeah, voice too. Yeah. Amen. Your voice. Amen. It's your voice. Amen. And I've preached messages on that. I will not be silent. Come on. You've heard yeah, that before. Yeah. Just refuse to be silent. Amen. Put your spiritual foot down yeah. because your words are creative. Amen. And when you speak, something happens. Something happens. When you time. praise and worship, Amen. like Pastor Amen. said, the atmosphere changes. Atmosphere changes. Every so time. I'd like you to open your Bible yes. to Revelation 4.11. I want to sing this with you. I've got it on the screen right there. It's thou art worthy. Amen. This is why we were created. To give God pleasure. Yeah. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory. To receive glory. Glory and honor. Glory and honor and praise, for Thou hast created, hast all things created, for Thou hast created all things, and for Your pleasure they are created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Amen. You're so worthy, Jesus. Amen. He is worthy. You're worthy, Jesus. So your assignment is to apply this. Amen. Amen. Your assignment is to apply this in your life, to take it and, and do something with it. Amen. Even Amen. pull out a psalm and just start singing with the words in a song, Amen. just making melody to it. That's your assignment. Amen. Amen. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Don't have a service tonight, but we'll see you Wednesday night. All right. Wednesday's prayer as well. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. 
We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.